0: relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls, girls like us, who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life,
1: work, relationships, pop culture, and everything in between. So let's be those other girls that just don't talk about culture, but change culture. Well, hello, everyone. You are listening to those are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. And I'm Freeman. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Always and every day. Yes, super excited for today's episode. Um, couple announcements before we get into everything. If you have not already, get your tickets for the Other Girls' Tea. As of recording, there are, are only two tickets left. This will take place in Lynchburg. Yes, only two days left. It'll be in Lynchburg, Virginia, April 15th from 2 to 4. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, I finally got my dress um, for the tea party and for the fashion show the day before. Um, have you got yours already, Freeman? Yes.
0: Also, okay. you cut it close.
1: Yeah, I did cut it really close. Um, and you know what? That's typical Mallory fashion.
0: I like it. Um.
1: So, yes. Yeah, so, Uh, make sure you get the tea yeah make sure you get i was gonna say make sure you get your tea party make sure you do get the tickets to the tea party um check out our merch join the patreon and those are all the announcements i can think of if this is your first time ever listening to this podcast i want you to know this is not a normal pop culture podcast No, no 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 no
2: we don't
1: just talk about pop culture we're here to change pop culture we're here to change the world really um, and we're going to be talking about so many different things from the Christian perspective. So, yeah. but don't make that, don't have that um, make you change from here. Because yep. what we say, you might not have heard other Christians say. So you're going to want to listen. And yes. today, we have an amazing episode from the creator of the Anxious Christian podcast.
0: Woo! Woo! Freeman, can you introduce us? I am so honored to introduce Tashaya Monique today. Um, I just got finished listening to her most recent podcast. Oh, so good. And it was only like 15 minutes, which I know I cannot do. And so the fact that you're able to make a podcast concise, I want to learn how to do that. Same. Um, anyway, she is a spiritual life host. Like Mallory said, she's the host of a super cool podcast called the Anxion- The Anxious Christian, um, she found her purpose in life through her love of Jesus, which I like to think we all did as well. Um, she's just currently balancing her, her identity, uh, as a wife, a mom, an entrepreneur, and you know, that, that's not easy. And so while she was doing all of those things, she was also coping with mental health challenges. And I love that she's bringing light to the mental health crisis in a lot of ways um and especially doing it in a in a christian perspective um she found comfort in knowing that like she's not alone not only are there other christians struggling but there is also a jesus who wants to help us heal um oh, driven by her faith she created the anxious christian podcast and now it's a source of inspiration for herself and others just like mallory and i so to thank you for
2: I'm glad to see you guys like this is really exciting for me um when anointings connect like you know something Mm. big is gonna happen so I'm really excited for what's gonna go forth um, on today you know interacting with you guys and really diving deeper into myself and the Anxious Christian podcast and of course you guys as well so thank you for having me
1: Thank you so much for coming on. Before we get
2: into it, sorry, you guys, I just had this
1: thought. I think that this is so timely. Um, A lot of um, popular podcasts or popular people who you follow that are kind of political or sometimes even spiritual, I feel like lately they have been really down, and Um I caught myself i actually had to stop listening to um a, p- a particular person for a little bit because it just felt so negative and i was like getting nervous i'm like oh my goodness the apocalypse is happening next week you know you like you keep hearing about all these things happening so i think this conversation is going to be really good and really timely for what's going on because just a lot of things are going on right now um we don't have to get into any of them we all know everybody knows what's going on so a lot of things are going on so i think it'll just be good to kind of like get our focus back to jesus yeah because um, at the end of the day God is in control Jesus is on the throne um and that's what matters
0: yeah the end of the story is hope this is not the end of the story Amen. this despair that we feel So, Tashia, first of all, tell us where you're calling us from. I am calling you guys from Sacramento, California. Whoa. That's why I'm right there. Yeah.
2: the (laughs) the Time change and everything. Like, I'm loving (laughs) it now. Like, we're back to (laughs) enjoying the full day. So, (laughs) I'm excited. That's great. Oh, that's awesome.
0: And you're a mom. So, tell me about that. You've got one, two, how many kids? I am a mom. I have three kids. I have two boys.
2: And I have one
0: girl, um...
2: Spice and nothing nice, you know. <laughs> I love my it. Daughter, I love her. <laughs> um, but my daughter, that's that's the course. The other ones are my babies, of course. My daughter, but she is like my little firebug for Jesus. <laughs> I really, I'd be like, Oh, my baby, she loves him. She, she reminds me of me when I was little growing up, loving the. <laughs> yeah. Is she the youngest? She's actually the middle child. Oh, she's the middle. Oh, actually the middle
0: child, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a middle cousin. But I never felt isolated or anything, so I'm glad that I'm glad. Let's bring light to the middle child. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and she's she's
2: my only girl. I grew up also as the only right. girl in my family. I was the youngest, but I was also the only girl. But she's the only girl, so I kind of have that feeling of like, you know, do I do what the boys do, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Do I follow mommy, yeah. or like you know, trying to find your mm-hmm. identity and a masculine (laughs) environment Mm -hmm. so i really relate to her on that
1: yeah that's kind of how it was with me i'm actually the oldest Mm -hmm. girl in my like immediate family but my cousins that i was around all the time i was the only girl they were all all the guys were like i want to say like three or four years older than me Mm -hmm. until my brother came so then there was another boy and then i think my younger cousin finally I think she's like six or seven years younger than me but still like there was still like a huge gap Mm -hmm. so I definitely can relate to that I was still super girly and I was so spoiled you know (laughs) but yeah no I definitely understand the like okay do I play with them and I really didn't I've always been a girly girl so I didn't really I wanted to play with them because like that's where they were but then at the same time I was like oh but I don't want to do
2: that right Um, let's do this (laughs) yeah and so I ended up always being I was Around the boys, but I was bossing them around, and so she oh, gets me. I like, like I was, I was left in charge, even though I was the youngest one. You know, mom said, her, you know, and so that's her. She's uh, the nurturer for her little brother. Like she, love she it takes good care of him. I have to always remind her I'm his mom, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, love
1: it. I love that so much. <laughs>
0: As we were telling you before we started recording, April is Faith Month, yes. and we're so excited to hear a little bit about your testimony. I know towards the end of the month, Mallory and I want to come on and talk about ours, but why don't you just like dive right in and tell us what brought you to Jesus, where you're at now, where you come from, and what that journey was like.
2: Okay, um, well, we can start to, like I said, my when I was my daughter's age, I loved the lord i used to get on a bus i'll I'll never forget miss susan she was my sunday school teacher at regency baptist church she would come get me on this bus and i would rally up all the neighborhood kids and we would get on the bus and i'm like you guys if you're good they're gonna give you candy so (laughs) and then if you guys are quiet and you listen and you get the questions right they're going to give you candy so i rally up all the neighborhood kids and we get on the bus miss susan will take us to the church and you know we'll sit there answer the questions we get our candy like it was like the time of my life like i was on fire for the lord as a little girl like i loved going to church i didn't like missing sunday school my mom worked um she worked the graveyard shift so in the daytime she would sleep but of course with her permission i was allowed to go so although i didn't go with my family it's like i kind of congregated my own uh support system or family wow. and brought them with me um so that that's where my love for jesus actually started as a little girl getting on that bus and going to church then
0: wow yeah yeah I'm like Wow, I can't imagine seeing, like, kids in my neighborhood being like, we're all going to church, and yeah. be like, don't your parents have to force you to go, you know, I'd be right. like, yeah. like, no force I, or
2: anything, because it's like, you hear stories yeah. about people being, like, dragged to church, or they've been forced yeah. to go there and be there for hours, you know, and it's like, I had a completely different experience and so when I hear these horror stories I'm like really oh no I love Jesus (laughs) yeah
1: no I love this because I feel like we don't really hear a lot of stories from people who were kind of Christian at a young age and and kept with the faith I mean you're human so I'm sure there's gonna be a point where you kind of wavered a little bit (laughs) but you know I you really don't hear that many stories like that that's my testimony as well like I got quote unquote, say that five. um. So I definitely understand the like, you know, getting raised like that. and We just don't hear that testimony often. So I'm excited
2: to hear more. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. cool. Like it, it, was, it was, it's crazy because it's like, like you said, you don't hear that often and you always kind of hear that your parents force you and. Yeah. You know, you have to go to Bible study, choir, Sunday school service before. Yeah. So, like, you know, it just seemed like such torture. But I had the complete opposite experience. And like you guys were saying before, like, of course we go through experiences where our, our faith is wavering and that did of course happen to me. Um so of course, like I said, I loved Jesus as a young girl and like I always had this foundational relationship with him. Um But I got older. I went to school. I went to Sac State University. Um, I ended up getting pregnant at a young age. Well,
0: how old was
2: I? I think I was 18. Maybe I was 19. One of those two. And I had moved out with my boyfriend and I was still trying to go to school and do all these other things. But it's like I was stepping into life immediately after high school into adulthood. Like, full, mm. full fledged, like, you know, and so,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, I took a leap of faith. We moved to Reno, Nevada. Um, and that's where I gave birth to my son at my oldest son. And, um, once, cause it's like, you know, like I'm in the middle of become a mom. I'm a college student. I'm still immature because I just graduated. I, yeah, you know, and so yes. like, I'm trying to still figure life out. Like, okay, I, there were times like I went to the club, you know, but I've I've always been shy and timid too, so I wasn't like every weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's go, like no, yeah, <laughs> but you know, I did try to, you know do 20-year-old things, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but while also being mature still, you know. But during mm-hmm. those times, I, it's when I felt like my faith was slipping. I didn't go to church. I wasn't really calling on the Lord like I used to as a little girl. And um I had did a blog about this before once um my, so my husband and I we had um, another kid, which was my daughter, our middle child. Um I had her still working, you know, trying to figure life out. Thankfully for us, it was hard, right? But we did have good stability. We had good jobs. He had a really great job and whatnot. So we had our house, our car, our kids, all these other things. But my faith was not where it needed to be. And, like, it became a time where I wasn't putting God first. And himself, either, he could um, attest to this. Like, God was not at the forefront of our lives, Um, you know Mm -hmm. and so that actually became a problem and so my husband lost his job and I had a job at a dialysis clinic where I worked three days a week and so I started picking up extra shifts everything just kind of became hard and troublesome you know and God put us in a place where we were losing it all right everything Mm -hmm. is starting to crumble
0: Mm
2: -hmm. but when I look back at it now, it's like it had to all happen, right? Everything had oh. to happen for a reason. Like this is, <laughs> this is the testimony part. I was living a life where God was not at the forefront of it. You know what I mean? I didn't feel like I needed God. God had to show me, you do need me. I come first <laughs> for yeah. it all. And it took for us to lose everything for me to gain that understanding. And when I say everything, including my job, like I was at my job for five years, I want to say, at the dialysis clinic. And during COVID, um, <laughs> I ended up getting fired. My license expired. The CDC closed down. So oh he didn't God. renew my license. So I got, I oh, got fired. Wow. I can't work without a license. And yeah. so it was like that's all I knew, you know, and I felt yeah. like I needed that job. Like I like I yeah. need like that, that's my my bread and butter <laughs> you know like that's what yeah. on to me but it took for me to lose my job that I felt like I needed for me to realize I don't need that I needed Jesus <laughs> mm-hmm. that was right, like for me to really test my faith and. Say, Lord, I need you. You said, God, that you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. Seek your kingdom first and all these other things will be added. And that's when I really stepped back into my faith and fully surrendered. surrendered it all to God, you know, and allowed him to guide my footsteps and really kind of put back the pieces and um allow me and him of course to me to draw nigh to him and form a more intimate relationship where you know he was the head even before my children, you know, because we mm-hmm. have to seek wise counsel, right? And it's like where who is your source? What is your source that you're mm-hmm. pulling from, you know? And once mm-hmm. I began to allow God to be my source and pull from him as my strength for my strength you know that's when I began to see a change in my life like a full 360 transformation not that I was a bad person then like you know I like I, said, I was shy Timmy I went to work took care of my kids like my life wasn't that exciting but you know <laughs> still losing everything you know in that situation that caused me to slip into the depression I'm a mom my babies were preemies. <laughs> I'm still trying to go to work. I'm still young at this time, um, 25, I think, about this time. And it's like now I'm feeling like I'm losing myself, you know, through this entire process. And all I could do was lean and depend on God. That's, that's all. I had nothing yeah. left but my faith exactly. to stand on, you know. But it's like I counted all joy. (laughs) Amen. I counted all joy because it had to happen. And it's like just really uh, rearranging my life, you know, to put God first above all things in my life. Before my job, I didn't go to church because I had to work. No no Bible study because I had to work. I worked 12 hour Mm -hmm. shifts. I didn't have, I felt like I didn't have time for my kids, you know, and Mm -hmm. all these complaints that I had. God took them, they, they were no longer because now I had all this time. <laughs> But I lost my time. Yeah. I can go to football games. I can go. To right. I have no yeah. excuse why I can't go, you know? And so it just was really crazy, like, living this experience where you felt like you had it all, and then God t- takes that from you. It's like a Job experience. You
1: know? I was supposed to say, that's in the Bible. Uh-huh. We know somebody like that.
2: He's It's like a, it's a Job experience. Like, yeah. You start from the, the end, and he's really, like, just testing your faith. Are you... Uh, Are you really standing on the word? Are you really um, acknowledging the promises that I have for you? Like I said, I would never leave you nor forsake you. Do you really believe that you said it? You prayed it, you know, you read it. Mm. But now it's time Mm -hmm. to activate that. I did a podcast on activating your faith. And that was one of the key things. Like it's time to activate that now. Like we say it, but Mm -hmm. like, are you really being an example to that? You know, and then you
1: have. That's so uh, good.
2: Yeah, allow your testimony to really um, inspire and encourage other people because you're not alone. You're not alone. Other people face mental health issues. I was hospitalized. I had suicidal ideations. All these different things because I felt like life was too much. Like it was too much. Losing everything just felt like too much. We moved back to California. All these different things. It's like life just felt like too much. And especially when you feel like everything that you worked for was just Shambles and just into pieces. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and it's just yeah. like, why? Why? You're asking yourself why, but I finally got to a point where I didn't need to ask. Well, I know exactly why. You know, I know exactly why, and I understand it had to happen. And now it's like everything I do, I'm like, Lord, do you like my hair today? Cause is this is what you want me to look like? <laughs> is this pleasing yeah. to you?
1: Wow! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow! So- Wait, okay. wait, sorry, two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, no, this is... I want to go back to your first sentence. <laughs> this is so good. Like, I I personally really needed to hear all of this. Um, Same. What are some verses um, when you felt like you lost it all and you're saying uh, the promises that I'll never leave you nor forsake you? There are some other verses that you've been leaning on or that you leaned on during that time? Yes, absolutely.
2: Um... God will supply you the peace that surpasses all understanding. Like the peace that I have now, you cannot buy this. <laughs> okay, like there is Thank no ma'am. amount of dollars. There's no job that I am willing to sacrifice for the peace that I have now, especially coming from a state of anxiety and depression. Like constantly in my head, thoughts going, you know, like just intrusive in mm-hmm. thoughts, regular thoughts. I couldn't. I told my therapist. I can't stop thinking. It's like, I keep hearing stuff in my head all the time. And I just want it to stop. You know? Yeah. I think,
0: women, I think we are constantly, we, our brains are circling. Yeah. Like, all of them and be like, what are you thinking about? Andy's my husband. I'll be like, so what are you thinking about? And he'll be like, nothing. And I'm like, what? Oh, I believe that. Yeah. I believe you're actually not thinking of funny things <laughs> now. Literally. And like, he isn't. Like, I'm like, how? How? Like, anyways. Can't yeah. relate. Yeah, it's like, show me. <laughs> I, talking about this because we can all feel like oh my gosh I had that crazy thought am I crazy like and it's like no you know if we're indulging in wild thoughts sure but if things just pop up or 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 insanity like that that's not necessarily something that we have consented to if that makes sense right
1: yeah and we
0: have to cast
1: it down all the crazy stuff I do know that for sure like that's something I remember learning um like growing up and in school is when you have uh, cast down all vain imaginations, I want to say that's in Philippians, Philippians, something, somewhere in the Bible, you can Google it. Um, but yeah, when you have those thoughts, just, you know, casting them down immediately and trying to, you know, replace them with, um, a, a different verse really. Yeah.
0: Um, I wanted to ask, so you were talking about how you had to put, god first what are some tangible things that you did in order to be like oh Oh, you know what other than you know making time for church like what are some things where you were like oh that's not me putting god first and this is how i'm gonna rearrange that
2: so my entire routine changed i Oh, okay. my, morning, entire my entire routine so my job before i woke up at 2 30 in the morning i went to work i started at three yeah, exactly and i felt like if i can get up Oof. at 2 2 30 in the morning for that job i can get up at 2 2 30 for the lord <laughs> wow praise god the lord for myself Okay, I started going to the gym. I get up, I pray, I go to the gym and I turn my Sarah Jakes on or whatever sermon I'm going to listen to. And that's how I start my morning off, you know, just like with God, inviting him, thanking him. Thank you for waking me up because you didn't have to do it, but you did, you know, Mm -hmm. just like really getting in the routine of that. And not only did that help me establish and grow my relationship with him, like, okay, let me give um, reverence to God and my thanks to God was listening to my sermon, getting my little bit of word in, but I was also working on myself at the same time by being at the gym, something I wanted to be able to do but yeah. that I couldn't do before, you know, so it's not like every single thing, like we feel like we don't have time, right, you don't have time, I don't have time to pray, I don't have time to I was, get my word like, this is for me okay keep going that's I
1: literally was just talking to someone about like a bible study thing I was like I just don't have time yeah. oh my god oh my goodness I literally just said that today yeah. okay keep going I'm sorry okay
2: <laughs> No, we, this is so I good that, no seriously like we're like yeah oh, i don't have time i all that was always my issue time i work a 12-hour mm-hmm. job i have to get up an hour or two ahead of the time i live 30 minutes away from the job it takes 30 minutes back i have to pick the kids up you know what i mean so by like, easily 15 mm-hmm. hours of my day it, it's gone and that's not including sleep so right i did it i did not have the time but Once all those things were wiped away and like rebuilding my schedule, I had the time not only for Jesus, the Lord, but for myself, which was very much so needed. Like I got into the gym, I lost 30 pounds, you know, I changed my eating habits, my skin cleared up, like all these things, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) everything I felt like I didn't have time for suddenly I had just endless amounts of time it felt like like of course not endless but you know I had yeah. the time to really implement a new routine in my life and already waking up that early is like no I-, I can do it for them I can do it for me I can do it for Jesus you know like that's mm-hmm. really important to me and so I that's that's One of the things that I still do, I get up, I go to the gym, I listen to my word, I pray. I'm in the morning and I do all these things too before the kids get up because that's like my me time before they get up, before they're getting ready for school, use the bathroom, get them all together, all these different things. But that allows me to put God first and to put myself first because I can't pour from an empty cup.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes. I love yeah. That.
2: yeah. Like, it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like, I'm Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything left, you know? So, yeah. I learned, and that one I got from therapy because I also went into therapy after everything happened as well. And that's what he was like, you're, you're constantly trying to pour from an empty cup. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's impossible for you to do that. You have to give yourself time to be filled back up. Um, and then also not only get filled back up, but not allowing my cup to overflow you know i take on too much but being a superhuman woman mom entrepreneur i, I had a hard time saying no oh my goodness yeah <laughs> like, I, that's yes.
1: so relatable yeah i literally just signed on to something that i'm like why did i do that i do not have time for that but yeah, that's so relatable. Wow, this is so, I'm so glad we're having this conversation.
0: I know, I this know. This
1: so good. Yeah. I also, oh, I, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, I also love how, you know, once you started working on your inside, like the outside of you changed as well. Yeah. I think that's something that, like, we hear, I feel like you hear that when you're younger, like, oh yeah, you, make sure your inside is pretty, but we don't really think about it. We hear it, but we don't really do it, but I just love that. You know, you are the physical manifestation of that. that You can see it. And that's just a reminder that once we work on a relationship and what's going on in here, other things outside will start, you know, aligning, I guess. Yes.
0: So, can you tell us a little bit about how the podcast got its start, where it's at now, where you'd like to see it, et cetera?
2: Yes. So, I um, got back into church. Um, you know, that, and this became a part of my other routine. I got back into church. I started serving. And through serving is where I found my purpose. Um, While I, again, too, while I was working out, one of the things I did was listen to a lot of podcasts. I was drowning <laughs> in podcasts. I listened to them while I'm driving. I listened to them everywhere I'm going. And that was another way I got the word in, you know, and invited mm-hmm. God into everything that I was doing. Yeah, right. throw on a podcast while I'm driving the kids to school, throw on a podcast while I'm cleaning or whatever. Um, so that I'm getting the word constantly in without feeling like it's um, taking over my life, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Or where I'm not being productive still. Um, yeah. But just, oh, no, I forgot. I lost my train of thought.
0: That's okay. I was just asking like when you decided to start. Oh, sorry. Back to that.
2: Yes. Yeah, so. Through all the podcasts, I was like, well, you know what? I always, I I feel like I would love to start a podcast, right? I would love to start a podcast. Um, I started serving in my church. I got invited to Terry Nance's book signing um, for God's Armor Bearer, where we learned to serve our leader. Like, you know, you want to find your purpose. You want to find what Mm -hmm. you need, what you should be doing. Go serve, serve your leader, stand next to them. Mm -hmm. We talked about Elijah and Elisha, the relationship that they had, and how Elisha was a servant, you know, to Elijah until it was his time. So it was just um, really empowering um, what Terry Nance had for us. He has four books um, that are really awesome, um, especially for different generations. He has a new generation book, all these different things. But just really getting empowered by the god's armor bearer and sitting during that conference god downloaded into me the anxious christian podcast the not just the podcast but the anxious christian and at that moment i felt like it was a blog right it was a blog but i know that i had a voice because this was another thing god had downloaded into me there is an audience for your voice there are
0: people for your
2: voice. There are people who need mm-hmm. to hear your story and know that mm-hmm. it's going to be okay as long as they put their faith and their trust in me. And I am going to be the vessel that he uses to kind of break into this, like, secret. It's not really it's not a secret, but people don't yeah. talk about it, especially yeah. as Christians, right? Because people always mm-hmm. say, Put your faith, put your faith. But I'm here standing. I put my faith in God, but sometimes it's wavering. Sometimes I feel lonely. Sometimes I mm-hmm. feel scared. You know, sometimes I feel overwhelmed and like I don't know what to do. Like I there's times I feel like I can't pray. Um my sisters in Christ, they've come to my rescue plenty of times I'm driving I have a panic attack like I have moments where I'm still human you know and although I love God I trust in God with all my heart I'm still human my flesh rises up Mm -hmm. and things still do happen and not Mm -hmm. daily but I mean I I have my moments as well, you know, so I just really wanted to be able to empower other people to be able to talk about it and not only talk about it, but let them know the situations that I have and the struggles that I personally deal with um, week to week, day to day, whatever the case may be as well.
0: Yeah. I know that that. I am an anxious Christian. (laughs) so (laughs) I'm very grateful that you're speaking to this. Mallory, do you have anything else before our big final question? Um, I can't really
1: think of anything. Um, no, this has been great. I mean, I'm really glad that um, you're using your testimony. I think that I lo- I needed to hear this personally. Even if nobody, I, I'm sure our audience does. But even if nobody, in the, if everybody in the audience is like, no, my life is perfect. Who needs to hear this? You have blessed me. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, I guess I do have a quick question. Is there a particular, like, um, do you, you mentioned some of the verses. Is there, like, a particular sermon even you listen to or something that has really, like, kept you grounded or
2: um, uh, that you sometimes go back to? I tend to, during, I call it my healing process, my healing season, I listen to a lot of Brian Meadows podcast he's an apostle um he, excellent um material on healing and deliverance and he's kind he's gotten got a like a new age swag about him so it was horrible for me like you know cuz it's not like okay. preachy 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 but he- He has, you know, um, a certain type of jargon. Like, that's kind of like, you know, still good. And, um, of course, I listen to Sarah Jakes every day. I still listen to her. I still listen to her words. Woman Evolved, we're able to, I'm able to relate to her on that level. So that's, um, I listen to her sermons all the time. That really gets me through. Um, Yeah, Woman Evolved is is awesome. (laughs) It's really awesome. You can get your morning started, you know, on a good foot.
0: Awesome. Well, before we let you go, if every girl in the world... Actually, I'm going to have Mallory ask this question because this is like the Mallory question for
1: all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so if every single girl in the entire world was looking at you right now and needed advice from you, what is one piece of advice you would give them? And it doesn't necessarily have to be like anxious related. It could be about anything. Um, What would you tell them?
2: I would tell them what is for you is for you. Don't let anybody Mm -hmm. stop you. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't. Don't let any thoughts or seeds of doubt that have been planted inside of you stop you. You can do it you were made for this you were fearfully and wonderfully made you were created in god's image and you have purpose you have purpose in this life just go out and find your purpose through god
0: well, you were prepared, prepared. Look at
2: that. That, that was, was good the head, they're like that that's from the heart
1: <laughs> <laughs> love it love it that's good that's Talk great where
0: they can find you other than the podcast, is there anything else we can do to get your content? Um, yes,
2: you can follow me on my um, Instagram, which is to I'm going to get better at posting. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram, the anxious Christian. This um, I'll get better posting there too. Um, our <laughs> website is up too, so you can interact there. I do read the reviews and I respond to everybody on Apple music or Apple podcasts as well. Spotify. Yeah. So yeah, you can reach me at any of those ways. You can email me info at the anxious Christian podcast. Um, I just really love hearing from the people. I am going to have a new segment on the podcast called testimony Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, love that. get ready for that yeah because i love i feel like we are able to uplift each other with our own for partners, sure you know and being amen you know, reach the masses like that through relationship with one another so
1: yeah i'll link all of these to you guys um so you'll be able to get it however you're listening
0: yeah. well thank you so much for being here all yes. right yes. i loved it
2: thank you guys for having me all
0: thank right. you thank you thank yeah. you bye bye, bye.